You Can Handle Anything, episode number 343. Welcome to the You Can Handle Anything podcast. I'm your host, Shira Gura, and I know firsthand what it feels like to get hijacked by your emotions, keeping you from fully enjoying the moments and people in your life. But I also know that your life is built on moments, and the key to being able to handle everyday emotionally challenging situations is being able to choose your responses in any moment. Unfortunately, most people don't know how to do this. In this podcast, we'll explore the everyday triggers we all face, and I'll share with you the tools and strategies I developed that will guide you to feel calm in the midst of conflict, maintain your control, and be the person you aspire to be at any moment, no matter what, so you can go on enjoying the moments of your life. Let's get started. Hello, my dear listeners, and thank you so much for joining me today. So today, I wanted to talk to you about your stories. For the past five years or so, I have been sharing week by week stories from my personal life. And in those stories, I shared with you how I got emotionally stuck and also how I got myself unstuck using one of my proven processes in the moment that that situation was happening. What's different about my approach from all other approaches, at least that I'm familiar with, is that I combine all of the necessary foundations for getting unstuck in my tools. For example, some people try to just be mindful when they're feeling emotionally stuck, But mindfulness is limited, and that's because it really only helps you become aware of things. It's not a step-by-step process for helping you solve an emotionally challenging situation. And other people might try to, you know, think positively, or maybe they'll go to someone to talk to them. But that's also limiting because you can't solve an emotionally challenging problem when you're not thinking logically. And let me tell you, none of the modalities, again, at least that I'm familiar with, being used today in psychology, in neuroscience, in neurobehavior work, even get close to the topic of what's called ways of being, which unless you've participated in my live workshops and programs, you probably don't really even know what I'm talking about because it's not something I've spoken a lot about on this podcast. And yet my tools, the unstuck method and the clear way are based on all three of these foundational elements. And that includes feeling calm in the midst of conflict, being able to stay in control and be the person that you want to be at any moment. There are no other tools, again, that I'm familiar with that combine all three of these concepts in a way that is so accessible, so simple to use and so effective. You need all three of these foundations in order to get yourself unstuck. You can't just manage your emotions to get unstuck. You can't just manage your thoughts to get unstuck. And you can't just manage who you're being to get unstuck. You need all three things and you need to be able to do that in a single moment. And that's what makes my tools stand out more than any others. Now, why am I telling you this today? It's not to boast about my tools, even though I do believe they are honestly the most effective tools to get you unstuck in any moment. I honestly do, but that's not why I'm sharing that today. The purpose of bringing this concept of your stories today to the podcast is to connect the dots for you, 
regarding something that I've never really drawn a connection to you before, but I think is so utterly important for you to understand. And that's about your stories. Now, as I just mentioned, if you've been listening to my podcast since its inception, I've been sharing my stories. And I believe it's because of those stories that has made this podcast so attractive and so popular. It's because of my personal stories that are so relatable and that you can easily find yourself in my stories. And hence, you're able to learn from me and realize how you can start to make powerful changes in your life just like I have. But the question is, what is a story? And why is it so powerful? And what does it have to do with either feeling calm or staying in control or being the person that you want to be at any moment? Well, let's start out with that question. What is a story? If I were to ask you, what's your story? What do you think I even mean by that? If what comes to mind is that phrase, there's two sides to every story, You may think about your opinion or your perspective about something, and that's exactly what I'm referring to. When something happens, let's say when you get emotionally triggered, your mind creates a story around what just happened in order to make sense of things, right? Like either you liked what just happened or you didn't like what just happened. You want more of the same thing to happen or you want less of it to happen. In the case of getting emotionally triggered, you usually want less of that thing to happen. And within seconds, your mind goes to the races. It dramatizes the event. It catastrophizes things. It makes you feel defensive and think that you need to get into an argument. And that leads to a power struggle. And you get louder and louder and you keep justifying yourself. Even though that doesn't help the situation, it just makes things worse. And you feel out of control. In fact, Because of that, you try to do things to feel more in control, like you try to control other people, or you try to teach them a lesson, or you try to give them advice that they don't want, or you try to get them to apologize, or you numb your emotions with food or with alcohol or with social media in order to feel more in control. The point is, you feel out of control. You feel out of total control. To make this relatable, can we just take a pause for a moment so you can reflect back to a time that this has happened to you? Because I'm all about making things practical so you can learn and grow from this podcast. Otherwise, it would just be a source of entertainment for you, which might feel nice, but it's certainly not my purpose in bringing you these educational episodes week to week. Okay, so did you bring a story to mind? I'll give you a short example of a recent story that happened to me just yesterday. My husband and I met with a financial planner. It was just a few days ago, and it was our first meeting with this guy. We've never met with a financial planner before. And because it was our first meeting, the guy that we were working with needed current data from us, which we were able to give him. But he also needed future data that we didn't have, like our hopes and our dreams and our visions. And one of those things was relating to our children and what my husband and I mutually want to decide to be able to give them, if anything, right? It was a topic that we couldn't have in that moment as it required some time. And so my husband and I agreed to meet about it on our own and then we would get back to the financial planner. And so yesterday, 
My husband commented that we need to meet about this. And I told him that I'm free in the evening. And his response was, why the evening? Why can't we meet this morning? And I told him that I needed to work, but I'm free in the evening. And he didn't like that, right? I could tell. And so I told him, you know, I could meet earlier in the day, like in the afternoon, but he didn't like that either. And this is what he said to me, just four short words. You don't even care. That's what he said. Now, I was going to tell you my story, but I just want to pause because those words that he just said were his story. It's just a story, right? That's not facts. I mean, no one can prove in a court of law that I don't care about our finances. That's just his opinion about me. That's just him making sense of my behavior. It's not true with a capital T. The problem is, of course, he didn't realize he was in a story because most of the time we can't see that we're in a story. We feel like we're living in facts when most of the time we're not. We're living in a story. And that's because as humans, we live in storyland much more than we live in fact land. Like my husband didn't say to me, you said you can't meet in the morning. You said you have to work. You said you can meet this afternoon or evening. No. Instead, he said, you don't even care. He put his thinking and his opinion and his personal biased perspective on top of the facts and turned that into a story. And also, by the way, that charges the facts negatively, right? Because before he put a story on that, it was just facts. It was just neutral. Now there's a negative situation. And I'm not blaming him or saying he's a terrible guy for saying that. I'm just trying to share with you what a story is all about and how all of us get stuck in our stories all of the time. And how when one person gets stuck in a story, it can easily cause another person to get stuck as well. For example, as soon as he said that, how do you think I felt? Do you think I felt happy that my husband said to me that I don't care about our finances or our future or our children? Of course not. In fact, initially, I got hurt because what he said was hurtful and he was making things up about me that was just totally untrue, which is not only hurtful, but annoying, right? To be honest. And he does it a lot. And he shouldn't do that because he's my husband and he should be more understanding because I work too. And he doesn't care about that. He only cares about himself and about his timeline. And the truth is, everything revolves around him all of the time anyway. And, and, and. Now, guess what all of that was? My story, right? What I just shared with you might have sounded true and might have sounded very convincing. And like I could win the debate if there were one but actually it's just a story. Facts, he said four words. Story, he's an insensitive jerk who's impatient and makes things up about me all of the time and I can't stand that. That's a story, my friends. And here's the thing, our entire lives are made up of stories and the scary thing is we don't even realize it. We just don't see it. And that's because our stories feel real. They feel true. 
And it's what makes us who we are today. I mean, think about it. If my husband said those words to me, you don't even care, and I didn't have a story about those words, what would happen in that situation? Who would I be? I wouldn't play the role of the annoyed wife, right? And if I didn't play that role, then what role would I play? Maybe something I'm totally unfamiliar with. We play these roles as if we've been on the stage for years, and we don't even realize we're playing those roles. We just play them because we're stuck in our stories, and we can't even fathom for a second who we would be without the stories. I mean, can you imagine a character in a play stopping mid-play and changing characters? right? Can you imagine you're watching the three little pigs on stage and the big bad wolf comes out, you know, the one who huffs and puffs and blows the house down. Can you imagine watching this children's play and mid-story, the big bad wolf takes a pause, turns to the audience and says, my story is totally out of control. I don't want to be this character and walks off stage or apologizes to the little pigs. Can you just imagine what that would look like? It's like impossible, right? That's not what stories are. Stories are characters and plots. They have beginnings and endings, and many of them are very, very familiar. And it's the same thing in our lives. You don't just get out of a story, right? First of all, it's because you've been playing the characters for so long, you don't even realize there is a story. But secondly, even if you did, what would happen The whole story would fall apart and you would need to create a whole new story with a whole new set of characters. And let me tell you, that takes a whole lot of maturity and responsibility and willingness and resilience and fortitude. And definitely it requires a set of tools because getting out of a story doesn't happen naturally. And because most people don't know how to do this or they don't even see that they need to do this, That's what makes our lives complicated. And we end up repeating patterns over and over and over again. And we get into the same fights and the same arguments, even with ourselves, by the way. And we don't change. We don't see change. We don't see growth or transformation or any sort of evolving. And that's because we get stuck in our stories. And again, that's why my tools help people so much. It's because It helps people get out of your stories in a way that is safe and supportive and helpful and transformative. I was just on Zoom the other day with the members of my community. It's called the Living Deliberately Circle. And one of the women was sharing how she had this unbelievable breakthrough with her dad, who she hasn't seen in years and years. And the reason she hadn't seen him in all that time was because of a story that she formulated in her mind about him. I'm not going to go into sharing that story here, but I will say that because this woman was brave enough to look at her story and get unstuck from it and get clear before speaking with him that she was able to have this huge breakthrough. Basically, she's going to go visit her dad for the holidays after not seeing him for over 20 years. She was practically in tears when she was sharing this with the group. And she was saying, Shira, I will forever be grateful for your tools. They are life-changing. And they are. They really, really are. Because they work when you know how to use them and when you use them. 
Okay, but coming back to this concept of story, if you ever find yourself saying, I feel out of control, what's actually happening is that you're not feeling out of control. It's your story that's out of control. It's not you. Your stories are out of control, but you are not your stories. You are not your thoughts. You are the thinker of your thoughts. And just like your mind created a story, you can create a new story so that you can feel in control at any moment. And this is the connection I want to make for you today, that when you feel out of control, what really is feeling out of control is your story. And your story is likely spiraling, and it's likely creating a domino effect in your life, leading to more and more stories that are not working for you. And the most difficult thing about this is that when it's happening, you don't always realize that you're in a story and that's why you feel out of control. You feel like there's nothing you can do about it, but of course you can. You can break that story down into its components and get unstuck from it. I'm actually currently in the midst of running my live group coaching program called React Less, Respond Better. There's a woman who's currently in the program. She's from England. And she said it brilliantly the other night. She said, your tools just help unpack things in a way where you can actually see what's going on. You help me break things down when things get all muddled up and you help me get clarity. And she's right. That's exactly what is needed and what my tools do. And again, that's because you can't see straight when you're feeling emotional and then you just get deeper and deeper into your stories without realizing that you're in a story to begin with. And that's why in order to feel better and to feel more in control, you have to change your stories. As Einstein once brilliantly said, we cannot solve problems at the same level of thinking that we were at when we created those problems. And that's exactly it. We created those stories, whether we were aware of them at the time or not, doesn't matter. Our mind creates stories And the moment you become aware that you're in a story, you have the power, if you choose to access it, to not only change your story, but to transform the situation that you're in. We feel so more powerless than we actually are. We are powerful if we know how to grab hold of our stories and transform them in a way where we are the winners of our stories and not the victims. As I mentioned earlier, and I mentioned every single week to you, We live in stories. It is your job to wake up to your stories and start taking responsibility for them. I'm going to give you some examples of stories that I hear from my students. You ready? I can't do it. It won't work for me. I'm so stupid. It's not my fault. It's all her fault. I can't win. There's nothing else I can do. I don't have a choice. This is my business. They did that to hurt me. I have to feel this way. They're so rude. They're stuck, not me. I have to tell them. I have to understand why they did that. I'm a terrible blank. I'm not good enough. I should be better. It's not normal to cry. I can't handle this. The only way things will improve is if they change. I should be able to control them. I should be able to change them. This should not be happening. Things are always working against me. If it happened before, it'll happen again. 
These are stories, my friends, and these are stories that you likely walk around with as well. And these stories are creating your reality. Just look at your reality, look at your relationships, look at your work, look at your life, and then think about the stories that you're telling yourself and notice the connection between your stories and the reality that you are experiencing. It is your stories that get you stuck in life. But what's good to know is that it's also your stories that get you unstuck. You can and you have the power to choose other stories because you are the thinker of your thoughts. You can choose stories that serve you well rather than don't serve you. Because here's the thing, if you don't choose your stories, your stories will choose you. That's the bottom line. And the question is, which do you want? I know it may feel like you don't have a choice about your stories, but you do. Stories happen in a moment, but you can choose to change your story at any time. And by the way, this is not to say that you can't have an opinion about things. Of course you can. In fact, if you didn't have an opinion or a thought about things, you wouldn't have a brain because that's what your brain does, right? It makes decisions. It makes judgments about things based on what you are experiencing. That's totally normal. But what you need to do moment by moment by moment is to wake up to your stories and you need to own them because they're yours and you are the only one that can change them. You need to own your stories because they are yours and they belong to nobody else. And it's your stories that are getting in your way. No one else is doing that to you. I know it may feel like the other person is creating your problems. I know it feels like that, but they're not. It's your stories about them that are getting in your own way, not the people, not the things outside of you. And this is why self-awareness is so important. If you're unaware of your stories, they will literally drive your life. And by the way, this is why I not only created my group coaching program that I spoke about earlier, but it's why I created my ongoing membership community, because this work is ongoing. And we do have blind spots with our stories because they feel so compelling and they feel so real and they feel so convincing to the point that we try to convince other people that it's true. Our friends, our families, our therapists, we try to prove to them that we're right. And of course, that just gets us more and more and more stuck and staying inside of that stuck story loop that keeps us all trapped. My friends, this concept of story is not something you can just grasp in one podcast episode and then just move on with your life thinking that your problems will be solved without doing the work of waking up to your stories moment by moment and actually changing your stories to benefit you and benefit your relationships. And that's because obstacles will always exist and because your mind is constantly creating more stories about those obstacles. So you need to work to constantly keep waking up to your stories, looking into them, challenging them and debunking them so that you can make room for ones that will better serve you in your life. And by the way, it's not just waking up to your stories and getting unstuck from them. You have to, as I mentioned in the beginning of the podcast, you have to first manage your emotions so that you can get unstuck from your stories because you can't unpack a story if you're feeling emotional. Your mind just can't think logically when it is feeling emotional. 
And of course, it's not just about managing your emotions. It's knowing how to shift into the person that you want to be, because far too often we are showing up by default in ways that don't serve us, like being a victim or being resentful or being impatient or being unforgiving or being unaccepting. This work has a solid basis of all three things. And while it may sound complicated to do in the heat of an emotional moment, it actually is very, very simple once you learn how. My dear friends, I want to cordially invite you to join me in the next live group coaching program, which is a series of live workshops where I walk you through my proven processes so you can learn not only how to wake up to your stories and transform them, but how to be calm in the midst of conflict and how to show up as the most powerful you in any moment. You can sign up for the wait list on my website, shiragora.com, and then I'll notify you the next time I offer it. That being said, if you feel like you want support with that right now in your life, you can also head over to my website or go to Instagram, shiragoraofficial, and contact me. And I'll share details with you about how we can work together one-on-one so you can start making the changes you want to see in your life immediately. Until next week, my friends, do yourself a favor and start asking yourself, what story am I telling myself right now? You will be amazed how you answer that if you're being honest and if you can really differentiate between a fact and a story. As I mentioned, this work is simple, but it's not always easy, and I'm here to support you along the way. Okay, my dear podcast listeners, I would like to hear from you. What questions do you have from this podcast episode? What was confusing to you? What do you want to talk more about? I would like to collect your questions and answer them on a future episode. So please reach out to me. You can send me a direct message on Instagram. You can contact me via my website, or you can find me on Facebook. I want to hear from you because I want to make sure that you understand about this concept of story. I want to make sure that you understand how you can start making changes in your life by waking up to your stories. Thank you so much for joining me today. Wishing you a wonderful rest of your week. And remember, you can handle anything. Thank you for joining me for this week's episode of the You Can Handle Anything podcast. If you're eager to transform how you navigate life's challenges and you want to discover the secrets to maintaining composure in the face of triggers, then you don't want to miss out on my upcoming live group coaching program, React Less, Respond Better. In this interactive and experiential series of workshops, I delve into the unstuck method and the clear way, two proven processes that I created. And when you learn them with me step by step, you become empowered to really know how to reclaim joy over the moments of your life so you can stop sabotaging yourself and your relationships. You're going to discover the life class you didn't realize you were looking for, but will now wonder how you ever lived without it. This is your moment to redefine how you navigate and embrace every moment of your life. Join the waitlist now by heading over to my website, shiragura.com and be the first to know when the doors to this live experience open next. I look forward to meeting you there.